Hello, and welcome to another edition of Half Court and Midrange. Special playoff prediction analysis. And, and the NBA playoff prediction analysis edition. I'm Court. I'm Ray. Uh, and we're coming at you with uh, previews from all the NBA playoffs. starting off with in the east right we're starting with the 1-8 matchup the atlanta hawks against the brooklyn nets um brooklyn stumbled into the playoffs um almost by accident uh just barely getting in ahead of the pacers um and the miami heat uh to my chagrin um so they don't they don't look very good but atlanta also has um, had some injuries. They had a, a couple players get in a little bar situation in New York. One of them had their leg broken by a police officer in Thabo Cephalosha. Um, so that uh, that's the way. So yeah, this series does not look too exciting um, in that Atlanta is significantly better than Brooklyn, and then even. Even watching Atlanta, you know, play can be exciting because they've been really good this year. But they might not be at full steam. Um, what are What are your thoughts on the series, Court? I'm pumped for the series. Why is that? You got Mike Scott on the Hawks, and he's just gonna be raining threes the whole time. Mm-hmm. You got the Brooklyn Nets, uh, who are that's the closest NBA stadium I've ever lived to. Although mm-hmm. uh, pretty close. It, I'm pretty close to the one here, actually. Not yeah. that farther away. And actually, while I lived uh, in Park Slope near the stadium, it was still under construction, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. So they never played any games while I was there. Mm-hmm. But um, And there's Tolotovic. Oh, yeah. He's uh, Bosnian. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and European. So that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it Yeah. I'm I'm excited for Mike Scott to just get he's gonna have one big game at least in this. Um, you want to do some predictions for this one real quick? Or? Yes, I will predict that Atlanta will win in five games. Um, if I had to say something notable about this series, um, I honestly I don't know what is gonna stand out. I hope I hope. Kyle Korver has some good games, and he gets some credit. Um, I think probably what a lot of people will be talking about is um, how good the Atlanta coach is and how uh, nice their offensive system has operated this year. Um, And there will also just be general cloud around the Atlanta organization with this recent uh, little brush-up and then a lot of the stuff that happened in the offseason with racist comments made by their general manager oh yeah that's more than a prediction that's a lot of rambling okay my prediction atlanta's gonna win mike scott is gonna average 30 points per game for the series uh and we're out of time for talking for that series Boom. uh Did it. i had something more about oh what is their coach's name budden holzer yeah, sounds about right. All right, Budzenholzer. Sh- but everyone just it has a Holzer Buds, in there, which is yeah. really nice. Like 
Because Buds is a nice nickname. It would be, yeah. It'd be better if they lived in one of those marijuana states. Mm. Especially the Nuggets. Yeah. But Buds uh, for the Nugs. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to. We're going to move on to the, the number two seed in the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers, against the Boston Celtics. Um. Uh, just to cue this one up, the the Cavaliers have been excellent ever since LeBron took a two-week sabbatical in the middle of the season. Uh, he's rested up and looks like his old self, um, and their offense has been pretty unstoppable. They also shored up their defense with Timothy Mozgov, and now they have more of a complete team. Uh, they're going up against Boston, who has been really scrappy. I think they have the second best rest record in the Eastern Conference over some arbitrary last, you know, like 28 games or something like that. They're like 24 and four. I just made that up, but it's something <laughs> like that. Um, they're actually, so these have been the two best teams in the Eastern Conference over the last couple of months. Um, but it seems to be a lot of smoke and mirrors with Boston, who's had the, kind of an easy schedule and uh, of late and all of that. Um, so, yeah, any initial thoughts on the series, Court? Uh, got a lot of thoughts. Brad Stevens is the coach for Boston, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I loved it when he won that national championship with that half-court shot that Gordon Hayward hit back mm-hmm. against Duke. Uh, so glad that Duke hasn't won any national championships in basketball in my lifetime. Uh, and so Brad Stevens, awesome coach. They have Isaiah Thomas. Joel and I were trying to remember. Four. Yeah. We were trying to remember all the people named Isaiah Thomas that we've ever met in our lives. Yes. Um, I haven't met anybody named it, but I've seen two different guys, three different guys that played basketball that are named Isaiah Thomas. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I didn't realize that LeBron had taken a sabbatical. I knew he had not played some then, but I didn't know that it would... Like, did he, like, go off and, like, hang out with Ricky Williams some? Or was it that kind of sabbatical? Well, he actually was in Florida, so... Although Ricky's probably up in Colorado now or something. No, last I heard he was still coaching in Texas. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he um, was like a running backs coach for uh, some Division three school. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah, he, uh, he just took off. He went on the Florida, I guess maybe at his house or like some training facility. Um, and I think he was just kind of like tired and there was some like supposed injury, but know it seems pretty clear it wasn't actually something that prevented him from playing basketball he just wanted a little bit of a break all right we and can all use a vacation best, you know so it's like they, he plays basketball you know 365 days a year he yeah. definitely needs a vacation here's a stat that i almost definitely stole from another podcast they said something like he's averaged since he started playing he's averaged over 3,000 minutes each season and this season he's only played 2,400 minutes um, and so with that sabbatical, with how he's been playing, with the fact that he just played a lot less, it's reasonable to say he might, you know, have a better playoffs than he's had recently just because he's more well-rested than he's ever been. All right. So in that good playoffs, uh, we want to pred- predict how it's going to start out for him in this first round. Cavaliers are going to sweep the Celtics in four games. That's uh, the easiest way to sweep. Yes. Yes, it is. And uh, any interesting tidbit that you have for us about this game? Um, interesting tidbit. Uh, no interesting tidbit, really. Uh, I just hope 
I guess so. Bill Simmons is a big in the Grantland posse. So the Grantland posse has been very negative towards the Sixers uh, and their team building strategy that they're pursuing. Uh, this makes me a little bit angry and uh, they kind of like hype up the Celtics. So I would like for the Celtics to get like just beat down mercilessly. And I would particularly like for the marginal players that they get excited about, like Kelly Olnick and Jared Sollinger. Um, Man, I love Kelly Olnick. To just like have a terrible season. Not because I don't like them, just because the Celtics fans are, you know, are clearly a little bit overexcited about like a not super athletic power forward who can shoot a little bit and like can't play defense well. And but what about Olnick? Like you. Um, yeah, what about Old Nick? <laughs> so that's my, that's my thought. That's my tidbit. Okay. That Down was, with Kelly Olnick. That was a long tidbit, but we'll accept it. Uh, we'll talk more about Evans's changed basketball allegiances when we get to the Portland series. But uh, my tidbit for this is the... We'll also talk more about... The, I think the Cavaliers have some pretty awesome deep bench depth, but we'll talk more when we do the preview of the Canton Charge playoff series. Um, and then, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. My prediction. I think the Celtics are going to sneak a few games in there. It's going to be a four to two win for the Cavaliers. Wow. All right. That's going out there. Court. All right. We, we got get a little extra analysis on that we're one, but moving we're up to the to, next one. What's up next? Chicago bulls versus the Milwaukee bucks. The battle of the midway, the battle of I, Something I rode in a I rode I drove from Chicago to Milwaukee. I also took a train. The Battle of the Hiawatha, something or other. The Battle of the Adjacent Airports. I just watched the National movie last night, and uh, I saw the National in Milwaukee when I drove from Chicago to Milwaukee. Anyway, okay. the Battle of. If this series could be described by one National song, what would it be? Ooh, I'm gonna give you five seconds to i'm gonna stall for that so I'll, I'll give you. my prediction be on lu- the okay lucky you is my pick okay lucky you why is that uh it i was thinking of someone who would be lucky definitely not Derek rose uh i think pau gasol whenever i think about the song lucky you i'm really thinking about pau gasol mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's kind of lucky except he's lucky in that he's really good at basketball and he's seven feet tall mm-hmm and that's enough luck. That's enough. That's more luck than anyone needs. I don't think he's a particularly handsome man. I don't know if he's lucky in terms Ooh, of that. Ooh, I was about to say that other people say that he looks like me. I don't think he looks like you. He kind of has that dopey looking face. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know. Some of us uh, are born with it. Some of us achieve it. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's just a, not, you know, it's just a matter of luck. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, it's not lucky to get it. Um, all right. I think he, so maybe he doesn't look super much like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, speaking of other people in these series that some people say that I look like, he's definitely more attractive than Joakim Noah. <laughs> yes, Although some true. some people that may have driven me in that car from Chicago to Milwaukee said that Joakim Noah looks all right, but we'll get, you know, beyond that. Okay. Uh, okay. Enough about talking about how these guys look. How do they play? How That's they play. what we want to know. Um, I think Chicago, you know, they're like a gritted out a uh, good defensive team they've got some nice players um jimmy butler's been really good um i would say the standout thing for me this series would or i'm kind of most interested to see miritich um 
He has a sweet beard. He has like a fun European style game. He's he's done really well. He can shoot. Um, I think it'll be cool to see him this series. All right. Uh, you have any predictions for it, real quick? I will predict that the Bulls will win in six games. Um, I also think that Giannis is going to have like a couple crazy plays that people are going to get excited about. And I'm interested to see how Michael Carter Williams does. All he can't right. shoot. He can't shoot. Uh, I'm going to go with Bulls in seven games. I think the Bucks are going to be lively here, uh, and and you know sneak a few. They're definitely. Uh, I think they they could make this one a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not super excited about this series. Just I have this huge bias against the Midwest, mm. so I got to keep that intact. What but is that you don't like cheese? Uh, I just don't like it. Like, why do people? Why are people there? It's cold. It's not near anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, you Chicago's know. so cold. It's so, so cold. All right, well, what did we say? Bulls 6, Bulls 7. Uh, my interesting tidbit about those teams, uh, I kind of used it up with the, the lookalikes, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jabari Parker sucks. That's my interesting tidbit. Plays for the Bucks, but he got hurt. All right. Yeah. Uh, what do we have next? The final series we're going to preview for the first round in the Eastern Conference is... Uh, the Toronto Raptors against the Washington Wizards. Oh, all right. Um, the four-five series. Um, both of these teams, like a lot of the other Eastern Conference series, this doesn't seem to be that interesting. Both of these teams haven't been playing well in the second half of the season. Um, there are some interesting players in it. Kyle Lowry's been really good the last two years for the Raptors. Um, John Wall is definitely an exciting up-and-coming point guard. Bradley Beal is also an exciting young guard. But overall, these like kind of, these are very two very like flawed teams. Um, and uh, the Wizards have an awful coach. Um, not really a lot of interesting pieces off the bench. All right. Paul Pierce says terrible things about people. What do you got, Corey? You've convinced me already. I mean, before you even said this, this was like, oh, man, I was totally snoozing out on this game. I, I have no – this is like the least interesting series to me that you could possibly conceive of. I have no idea what Kyle Lowry even looks like or what his game seems like. Uh, He's from Philly. He's from Philadelphia, but he lives in Canada now, so he's dead to us. Drake is missing game one because he's going what? to Coachella. Yeah, he has to play at Coachella, so he's oh, not wow. at game one, which is probably why they're losing or may have already lost. Um, anyway, Drake, that's the most exciting person involved, and he doesn't even play basketball, so yeah. that's my thoughts there. But I'm just, yeah, if you have anything, like that's my exciting thing about the series is Drake. I don't think there's anything exciting except I always take a certain amount of excitement in watching Washington sports teams lose. So if they lose, that'll be exciting to me. Okay. We we got some quick predictions here. Uh, Yes. I will predict. um, I actually will go ahead and predict a Wizards Wizards win. I'll go ahead and say, and we also have the benefit of knowing the current score of game one is 77 to 75 so that actually doesn't help us that much um oh man i was totally gonna well, j- predict a toronto sweep as a joke wow. okay. assuming that they lost this game but uh 
that's not as funny anymore because they might actually win this game. I'll pick Toronto in seven, even though I actually think the Wizards might win. It's funner to refer Toronto to win. Okay, do you have a quick tidbit here while I look up a thing that Drake said one time to talk about my prediction? Yes. Um, I So... Uh, Paul Pierce just said a whole bunch of bad things about a bunch of players. Um, I didn't actually read it, but I don't know. I wonder what his what his uh, what his thought was behind all of that. It seems like you would want I don't know. It seems like you'd want people to like you more than he does. He mm. just basically said a bunch of terrible things about all these guys he played with, including Darren Williams. Uh, I don't know if they're true or not, but. He just maybe kind of seems like a jerk. That's all. It sounds like you got what you're looking for. All right. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is Toronto is going to sweep the series 4-0. And to quote Drake on this, I'm spending much more than I'm making on these cars and these vacations. Is that too much information? I don't think that's too much information. I, it, it was either Drake who said that or Sir Francis Drake. I can't quite tell. Um <laughs> All right, uh, that's uh, I predict. Yeah, so sweep for that one. That wraps up the Eastern Conference first round predictions. So you're so, predicting sweep Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's gonna win. This is a prediction that could be, could be, could be wrong within a matter of minutes. This is exciting. Yeah, that's you don't. You, Court goes big. Yeah, you don't gamble for nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, All right, now we move to the other conference. Which uh, is the other conference? Uh, the West, the West Coast. Some people would say the best coast, but then other people would say it's not the best coast. It's it's not. Does anyone? Why don't more people say the Gulf Coast is the best coast? Can we start saying that? Because it doesn't rhyme. Gulf Coast. What rhymes with golf? I'm. A, yeah, we don't have. Anything. We are poets. If you we can, are poets. If you know anything that rhymes with golf, send it with a on the back of a forty dollar bill. I mean fifty dollar bill, so that we can buy a new mic stand for Ray, so he doesn't have to lean over for the entire podcast. Um, what's the first matchup we're going to analyze in the West? We're going to start. We'll we'll go through the same order. Um, I think the series that is of most interest to us, um, the number one Golden State Warriors versus the number eight New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, this is about to be a really uh, interesting series, or maybe a short series, or both. Um, Golden State has been statistically the best season. According to really any measure uh, this year, they have the most wins. They have like a 10-point point differential, which you know, they, on average they've beaten opponents by 10 points. That's really good and really hard to do. They have Steph Curry, who's a uh, basketball savant, especially just in terms of shooting. He's kind of historically good at that. Um, so, yeah, they're coming in, and they have a really complete team. They have basically the best uh, defense in the NBA, according to statistics. And they are squaring off against Anthony Davis and the Pelicans, uh, New Orleans' own. Pelicans. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I I think I think the Pelicans could be surprisingly competitive in a couple of games just because 
Anthony Davis is so good uh, that if he has a few exceptional games, you know, they could either keep it really close or win. Um, I also don't, while the Warriors are really good at defense uh, and team defense, there's not really a good anecdote to Anthony Davis when he's playing well because Draymond Green is like really good at defense, but He's also significantly smaller than Anthony Davis, and he's probably also slower. Uh, and so I don't really know who on the Warriors matches up with Davis, and I imagine much of their scheme will be just designed to, like, prevent him from, you know, crushing them. But um, anyhow, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So I went to the most recent Warriors-Pelicans game. Andrew oh, Bogut yes. had, like, a m- eight or nine blocks. It was crazy. Bogut is really good. So when they had him in there, they were like doing a really good job on defense. But then he picked up some fouls for sure. Um, and so when they were up at the half, Golden State was. And then in the third quarter when Bogut was out, the Pelicans were able to cobble together some sort of something resembling offense, which is mm-hmm. difficult for them. Because basically, I mean, they have one amazing option in Anthony Davis, but then the rest of it is like pretty hit or miss. Um, although... Key tidbit, Drew Holiday is going to be back for this game. Drew. He, he did play in a previous one that we saw, I think, uh, previous couple ones. Um, but, yeah, he didn't play in the past two, I think, against the Warriors. Um, and I think I saw some stats. There's, like, the special, like, who is Anthony Davis thing on ESPN.com. I was like, that's a stupid question. Um, but anyway, they had some stats on how well he played with the various point guards, and his shooting percentage is much more, much higher with Drew Holiday mm. as the point guard. Um, then it's kind of like uh, drops off pretty significantly then to Tyreek Evans, and is predictably lowest with Norris Cole. Mm. They didn't have any stats on Jimmer, uh, but I don't know if Jimmer has actually ever like gotten the ball to him without turning it over when he tries to dribble it up the court. Yes. Um, so, you know, small sample size. Yes. Um, man, we could talk about this this series for probably even longer. And I, I did extend the time a little bit on this mm. one because we know that our viewing audience... I do want to say one... Th- I do want to say your your observation on Bogut seems to make a lot of sense. It seems like if, if he's in foul trouble, if they can get him off the floor, um, that would seem to open things up on offense because they do have slashers. Davis can get to the basket. Tyreek can get to the basket. Holiday can get to the basket. Um, that would seem to be a good, a, a key. For the yeah. In yeah. Series. Seeing Eric Gordon drive in and just get swatted by Bogut like over and over again, that's mm-hmm. kind of a painful offense right there. But then if he's out, you know, Gordon gets a couple of layups here and there. That means he can kick it out to somebody else. You know, they, they're not going to, they're not like a, a high powered shooting team. That's for sure. Yeah. Although, you know, Ryan once in a while around Anderson, yeah, every time I watch him, I just feel like he doesn't actually shoot that well. But he, yeah. he he's streaky. I feel like. Yeah. But right. um. So let's let's hit the predictions. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, how about I'll start since you started with all the yeah. Eastern ones. Uh, that way you can like game. do what I did. Yeah, and just game Price it. Price is right style. Uh, I think in this one I'm gonna go with Warriors four to one. Mm-hmm. I really like the Pelicans. I love Anthony Davis. He's going to be the best player out there for sure. Steph Curry sucks. He turns the ball over all the time. But he is also really, really good at shooting. 
and Clay Thompson is like even though he played pretty poorly last time I saw them like a lot better than the other guys on the Pelicans and then they have a lot you know they play a scheme that like makes sense a lot of benefits for them these home games are going to be tough for the Pelican or the away games are going to be tough for the Pelicans I think they'll pick up one of the home games so it'll be four to one uh for uh the warriors cool i think that is the smartest prediction um just to switch it up and diversify our our prediction portfolio here i'll go warriors in six i think and one that would that and also that would be super exciting to have the sixth game here in new orleans uh even though that would mean we would lose and um, it would also mess up my parking spot for another weekday. Yes, because my least favorite thing about this series is on Thursday the parking is going to be really annoying at work because I park in the Superdome parking mm, lot for my mm-hmm, job, mm-hmm. and that's also the same as the basketball parking lot for yeah. our viewers who don't live in or our listeners who don't live in New Orleans, of which there are none. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. This is this is true. I blame the man though. Uh, I blame the man too. I blame Benson himself. Okay. Um, um, if he is, you know, mentally competent to be blamed at this point. If yes. not, I blame whichever heir is currently in control. Yes. Um, um, all right. All right. Next series. Now we're going rapid fire here. Uh, they say everything's bigger in Texas, including really ugly basketball games. And the Houston Rockets will be playing between four and seven basketball games against the Dallas Mavericks um, in Texas. Um, this series stands out to me for a couple of reasons. First, uh, Houston's the two seed, uh, Mavericks are the seven seed, uh, because I don't think the Mavericks are that good. Uh, they have Dirk Nowitzki, who's still really awesome, incredibly, despite being pretty old. Um, but besides that, uh, ever since they traded for Rajon Rondo in the middle of the year, uh, their system doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. They used to be uh, space um, a team that relied on spacing and shooting. Now they have a point guard who's really good at passing but really terrible at shooting, um, and so their offense has been worse. Uh, and they're playing Houston, um, who plays some of the worst free throw shooters in the league, um, and also has a really exceptional guard in James Harden, who takes a lot of free throws. So I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of free throw shots in this series. I think Dallas is probably going to hack Joey Dorsey um, and Dwight Howard a lot, and possibly Josh Smith. And if Clint Capella plays at all, he'll probably also get fouled a lot so that they can shoot and miss a bunch of free throws. Um, and people are going to be really upset about that. Um, that's my initial thoughts on the series. I mean, better to foul those guys because if James Harden has the ball in his hands, then like they just automatically call a foul, like no matter what happens. So that's and so, then he can drive in and score too. Yeah, and that's what everyone's been saying. And I think for some reason people just really don't like Harden <laughs> because as somebody maybe it was like Zach Lowe or someone they were saying that he's basically averaging the same amount of foul shots as like Durant was averaging. And I was thinking back to. Back in the day, Iverson would be shooting this many or more foul shots. Yeah, it's like if you go to the basket a lot and you're smart and you're good about it, you're going to take a lot of... I think people just get upset because Harden, like, he's like... They, I think I think it's about the style 
with which he flops that upsets people. Yeah, because when Iverson fell down, it looked like it hurt a lot more. Yeah, because he was yeah. Because he would land did. like yeah, he would land like upside down. It looked yeah. yeah. There's like one per game where you'd be like, oh man. Yeah. Good thing he's really tough because he's gonna come out of that. But that was just he just like landed on his head. Yeah. Well, Harden like he kind of like gets touched and then like throws his arms up, but also somehow yeah. throws the ball into the hoop while he throws his arms up. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. He's really really good at basketball. It is impressive, and I also understand why people don't like him. I mean, there's something unpleasant about watching him. Uh, I, yeah. So. I like. I kind of like watching him. I don't know. He's so good. I would love to play a basketball game with him because that move that he does is so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that's he's. It's like the. It's just he. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but he just. That's. I think that's part of it. It's like it doesn't seem like it should work, but it works every time because he does it so fast. Yeah, and that's kind of his whole like person. Like he just he he doesn't fit the part. He's kind of doughy, and. He just doesn't look like this um, classic, super athletic, muscular, kind of awesome NBA player. Yeah, he's this like, if like, you could compare him to Westbrook, who like, yeah. Westbrook looks like uh, alien or something like that, with yes. just like perfectly like engineered to jump and go fast. And Harden looks like a really goofy kid that you knew, like that wanted to sell you pot or something like that. He's that beard. Yeah. But then the I think even if he had, and if he didn't just, have yeah, the beard, I think he would look kind of weird too. Still. Yeah, he looks. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't look. He just doesn't look very athletic. But he obviously, is he's definitely more athletic than Steph Curry. True. Uh, all right, so we got to do predictions real quick for this one. A lot of free throws. We're gonna see. Uh, I have to predict first because it's the Western Conference now. Um, I think the Rockets are going to take this one pretty easily. I love Rick Carlisle, the uh, coach for the Mavericks, but I think the Rockets will take this one four to one. I'm going to go ahead and pick a Rocket sweep because um, I think the Mavericks just aren't that good at basketball. Man, I think I think Rick will, will pull something out there. I do like Rick, and I like Dirk. Um, I just am thinking about like Mana Ellis and Rajon Rondo going to the basket or missing jump shots, going to the basket, getting rejected by Dwight. Like it just, I don't, I don't see a lot of good coming out of it. He's going to find a way to bench Rondo secretly for one of the Mm -hmm. games Mm -hmm. and then they're going to win that game. All right, let's move on to the three, six matchup. The Los Angeles Clippers against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Probably the most competitive series, or what projects to be the most competitive series in the first round. Um, the Spurs have been awesome lately. The Clippers uh, have been one of the best teams throughout the year, um, despite battling some injuries to important players. Um, the Spurs were almost a two seed, um, but then losing to the Pelicans last game pushed them down to six. Um so yeah, this should be a super exciting series. Um, what do you think, Court? Uh, which of the bench players are you most excited to watch on the Clippers, and why is it Austin Rivers? <laughs> I am most excited. I'm so glad that Austin Rivers it. doesn't play on the Pelicans anymore. Also, he went to Duke, and Duke sucks. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Wait, Turkoglu doesn't start. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't start, does he? Wait, he still plays? Yes, he still plays. He's on the Clippers. That's what's that's what's crazy about the Clippers. They have like six decent basketball players, and then everyone else is atrocious. Glenn Davis is like a significant bench player for them. Wow. Yeah. They have a bizarre team. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, I guess I guess the argument the the argument that people are making for them doing well is that you shorten your bench in the playoffs, all of those really terrible players that were playing during the regular season will not. Um, and that makes sense. And that should help them. But they still need something on their bench. Um, and even, I don't know, I, I think Matt Barnes still starts for them. Ooh. He's really not that good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I like this. I, like, I definitely like the Spurs in this one. I feel like, you know... As usual, they rounded into shape right at the right time. Greg Popovich has them playing on all cylinders. Um, Kawhi is a monster. Duncan still is like ridiculously good self on defense and offense. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. All right. I so here my th- I really hope Chris Paul all the best. I think he's an awesome player. Um, oh, he's kind of a jerk apparently. Well, he it's fine. Supposedly. What did he do? It just like apparently everybody in the NBA just like doesn't like him. I he's like him. A, he's just a jerk. He's in that State Farm commercial. That's kind of funny. Yeah, Cliff Paul. Yeah, it's better than the Stephen Curry one. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, what if you were yeah, what if you were the real brother? Like, what if you were Seth Curry? How would you feel about the Stephen Curry State Ooh. Farm thing? Ooh. Probably pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, you think that they would want to. I guess they, because they could have a different little meme for him. It doesn't have to be the same thing. Yeah. It could be like your actual brother. Your actual brother, Seth Curry. Seth Curry would be like, yeah, thank goodness I'm off in like Iran somewhere playing basketball. I'll definitely come back and film a commercial. Uh, All right. So my prediction for this one, uh, I think that the Spurs are going to take it in seven. Because they're gonna they're gonna use that long bench of theirs, and they're just gonna wear them down a little bit. Uh, you know what I mean? There's gonna be some games where that talent, that Chris Paul, the Blake Griffin, it's gonna be too much for him. But yeah. DeAndre, I know what you're saying with that long bench. That long bench, that long long, long bench. bench. Yeah. So it's, uh, Spurs seven games. Spurs. So, okay, I will go Spurs in six. Um, and, uh, it'll be exciting to see, uh, just, I'm just excited to watch, uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, and see, uh, how much of an impact he has in the series. I think it'll be pretty big. Awesome. Um, All right. Last series. Last but, last but not least, mostly due to this Toronto Washington series being a series. Which is in overtime now. Oh man. Wow. The right. NBA playoffs, one for one. 82 to 82 going into overtime. Oh, man. That That is basketball excitement. Firing on all cylinders in Canada. <laughs> Check out that haircut. Yeah, that, oh, shoot. I forgot that Grievous Vasquez is in Toronto. It's Grievous Vasquez. I rescind my... I've Now I'm rooting for the Wizards for a sweep. Wizards sweep. Grievous Vasquez is worse than all of the Duke players that I mentioned previously. Uh, he's wor- if you if people think that Chris Paul is an atrocious human being, that guy is even worse. Man, Nene's kind of chunky. Yeah, he's not the he's not the smallest guy. Yeah, 
you know, that Brazilian lifestyle, all those Brazilian meats. Yeah, he's got a little Boris Diaw going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all right, right so series. final series. Portland Trailblazers, uh, the four seed um, versus the Memphis Grizzlies. This uh, should be definitely an interesting series. Two really good basketball teams that have also have both been struck by injuries. Portland lost Wesley Matthews for the entire uh, season, and he was a really important player for them. And I think Mike Conley's banged up for the Grizzlies, too. I've heard uh, that they've just been, uh, yeah, not uh, not at full strength recently, and that's kind of why they took the dive. They were up there at two for a while in the West. Yeah. Um, but then the uh, Rockets and the Spurs kind of snuck up on them in that dreaded Southwest Conference where all five of the teams made the playoffs. Um, yeah, so this one, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Portland, so, my thoughts right now are just basically based on Evans Clinchy, basketball writer who used to live in Boston and be a big Boston Scrabble fan. player. He's also a big Scrabble player. Seems like he'll one day be the subject of a Grantland uh, piece. That possibly he wrote himself. Uh, and so he moved to Portland. I assume when you move to a different city, you just have to start rooting for a team uh, instead. I don't know. I don't know. Is that how it works? Maybe he still roots for the Celtics. Uh, we yeah. welcome him to be a guest on this podcast if he ever yeah. hears it. Uh, he yeah. can call in. He would give us a lot of credibility. Yeah, he would give us a lot more credibility than we have now. Well, a little bit more credibility than we have now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he probably, he probably still roots for the Celtics to be honest. Uh, but if he were rooting for the trailblazers, what reasons would he have to do so, Ray? What reasons would he have to do so? I suppose, I mean, it's probably pretty fun to root for the trailblazers in Portland. That's among, among the different places you can move to. And I don't really believe in moving to a place and then rooting for the team, but that would be a, a particularly fun place to do that. Um, Let's see, LaMarcus Aldridge is really good. Damian Lillard's really exciting. Um, I kind of think this series is interesting in that they're both two teams that uh, excel with with methods that are not really in fashion with the new statistics and stuff like that. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is like really good at long twos um, to the point where it's still statistically good for him to shoot them. It's just kind of different. Um, and then the Grizzlies play a lot in the post. Um, they have Marcus All and Zach Randolph, who are really good post scorers, and one of the few NBA teams who like actually runs a lot of their offense through the post. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's what I think is interesting about the series is kind of like older school basketball methods. Yeah, you love to see those two big guys down there for Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Randolph is entertaining for sure. Mm-hmm. He. Uh, He's a power player. Power player. Zebo, uh-huh. A throwback. Yes, yes, sir. Um, um, and you have two impending free agents in Mark Gasol and LaMarcus Aldridge, two guys the Knicks fans are hoping to get, but they'll probably stay with their teams. Yeah. Um, I play this. Sometimes I play this basketball sim game 
and uh, the Sixers signed Marc Gasol in the Ooh, free agency period right. okay. and trotted out a starting lineup of Marc Gasol, Joel Embiid, Nerlens Noel. Carl uh, Anthony Towns? No, they. I forget who they drafted. They drafted D'Angelo Russell, and All then right. who's the other Ooh, guy? That sounds nice. Who's the other guy that like is actually an NBA player? We have lots of NBA players. Well, like, like could potentially like be a bench player on a t- another team. Uh, Bob Covington. I? Oh, brutal Bob Covington. Yeah. So that was their okay. team in this fictional simulation game. That team seems to lack um, two guards. Yeah. One guard on it. It had one guard on it, but they they defensively locked down, locked up the one seed in the East, mm. went all the way to the finals, and lost in seven games. All right, and sign me up. They were then they never won a championship in the previous, uh, even okay. though they had all okay. these high picks and stuff. They never ended up winning a championship. Okay, Little mainly trolling. due to their reliance on Little putting trolling's happening right putting now. too many too, too many hot centers take. out there. Court with a hot take. So don't sign Marcus Gasol. Joel Embiid was really good. Uh, over. I'm so excited about Embiid. I don't know how I can describe my excitement for Embiid. Uh, I don't know how you can either because we ran out of time on this series and now we have to make the predictions. Okay. Uh, so, so my prediction for this one is I'm going to say the Grizzlies are going to win it in six games. Six games for Memphis over Portland. Um, yeah. All right. Um I, I'll go ahead and pick the Blazers in seven. Oh, this might have been the only series we differed on who was going to win it. Yeah, it seems like n- none of them are. It seems like there's a pretty heavy favorite in each one. Oh, I guess we we might have differed on this this Toronto Wizards one, depending oh, yeah. on what you count my actual prediction as. I guess I got the last one. No, I think I got locked in. Whoever wins this game is going to sweep it. That's my new prediction. <laughs> Uh, no, Maybe but a little I, Bayesian prediction I th- from court. I think I think based on the rules of how predictions work, the part where we actually predicted it, and I said Toronto, despite I, th- so Toronto is going to sweep it. But in that prediction, I just want to discount Grievous Vasquez getting any sort of like credit. So the final prediction is Toronto to sweep. Grievous Vasquez like, doesn't move wants on. Everyone's okay. <laughs> he stays with the he, Wizards. Okay. In Maybe the part. Okay. When the part where you don't move or forward. Maybe he gets in, a, maybe he gets in a, like a fight in a club in D.C. or something. And like Yes, Dabo Cephalosha comes and fights yeah. him outside a club and clubs him with his, his uh, walking boot. That Here's his some leg trivia. Got Do you know which uh, country Thabo is from? Switzerland. Damn. It's a n- neutral country. Yeah, do oh, you want to you quiz me on any other countries that guys are from? <laughs> no, I think he'll probably win this game. But I was surprised to see that. Um, Tim Duncan. Virgin Islands, right? Which ones? Uh, I don't. Are there more than one? Uh, I guess so. The U.S. Virgin. Oh wait. Yeah, oh, the U.S. Right. Virgin Islands. Okay. But, I mean, I get you know. Okay. Pretend we made one of those obvious jokes there. All right. Uh, so that wraps it up for our playoff preview. We're so. missing Greg. Greg, somehow is not in the house. Even though his car is here and he put his clothes in the dryer like 15 minutes before Ray came up. Yeah. Ray came up, Greg so, was totally gone. Yeah, so he's avoided us. Um, so you, you, we don't call him Sneaky Seaver for nothing. But we're really excited to hear. Uh, so he's a Knicks fan and 
he's gotten really into their uh, tanking mode the last month or so, and so we really want to get his take on the Knicks season and their outlook moving forward. Uh, so what I would suggest everyone does is if they also want to hear from Greg, that they email him at gregory.siever at gmail.com and demand that he goes on the podcast. Sounds good to me. Um, yes. Well, thanks for doing this podcast with me, Ray. Yeah. Well, I, wait, weren't we going to uh, compare each of the GOP presidential nominees to a basketball player? Isn't that how we were going to conclude? Thank you.